For decades, America has struggled to combat the harms of drug use, but the harms have increased and the fight is endless because we've been wrong. What if we changed our drug policies to actually decrease the harms of drug use and increase thriving for all of us? Our criminal approach to drugs had a beginning and it will have an end. Join us on the journey to end it for good. Welcome to the End It For Good podcast. I'm Christina Dent, your host, along with Mike Madison, my co-host and producer. And today we're going to talk about something that is um, it's happening locally here in Mississippi, but it's also a nationwide conversation that's happening as more states ban um, the herbal supplement Kratom. I'm not sure that I'm actually saying that correctly. I've heard it pronounced different ways. Yeah, some people say Kratom, <laughs> K-R-A-T-O-M. That's what we're talking about. I'm just going to yeah. call it Kratom. Um, so... There has been efforts in Mississippi in the last couple of years to ban it at the state level. Those have not gotten off the ground. Um, and there's now a group that is working to um, get uh, cities and counties to ban it at the city and county level, um, while since the state is not um, willing at this point to, to do anything about it. Uh, so we wanted to talk about Kratom a little bit since it is what's currently happening here. Um, it's already been banned in, I think, six counties with another county that's um, potentially going to ban it at um, the beginning of May. They have a town hall meeting coming up. And so um, somebody just sent this to me and said, hey, you know, do you know what's happening with Kratom here? And, um, you know, it's being banned. So we thought we would um, do a, a show on this because uh, we want to talk about what's happening currently and give people ways to think about um, something like this. So Kratom has not been banned before, uh, but is now being linked to, uh, you know, problematic use or um, being um, in somebody's system uh, during a drug overdose. And so um, it's now kind of come under fire. So it is a herbal supplement. It comes from um, a tree in Southeast Asia, It's been sold here for the last couple of years. Um, it has no, from my research, it has no psychoactive effects and no physical um, dependency to it. Uh, but people have do claim that, um, although many, many thousands of people are using it non-problematically, that some people do become addicted to it. Um, now it, I think It has been used for thousands of years. Yes. I mean, there's so many things you've, Look at a lot of herbal medication, you know, medicines in um, in Asia, particularly with their old societies. There, it's been used for a long, long time. Right, and yeah. it just has kind of only in the last couple of years come into use or or avail- maybe availability in gas stations and whatnot right. here. Um, so currently, it's not regulated here, from what I understand. <clears throat> you can, anybody can go into a gas station and just buy it. It's not behind the counter like with cigarettes or anything like that. I'm not sure if it has um, to. If it's an eight, if 18 thing, do you know? No, if it has, it's it has not. no, no. There's no so regulation it's like an, on it at all. It, it's sold almost like an energy supplement right. or something like yes. that, or a fat burning yeah. pill. Yeah, right, and that's what a lot of people use it for. They use it for. I've read a number of people who said, you know, use this. Uh, some people use it as a alternative pain management yeah. um, uh, supplement. Some people use it as a way to stop using opioids. Uh, some people use it as a, you know, like you said, an energy shot kind of, you know, increases your focus uh, for a short period of time. Um, so in there's several articles that have been written in local papers in Mississippi. And one of them <clears throat> quotes um, uh, a member of law enforcement who says, we do know there are something like 44 deaths that the FDA has linked partially to Kratom. So I want to talk about what does that mean to have a death linked partially to Kratom? Um, 
from what I have read, there is there have been zero deaths from the FDA from kratom itself, but it is sometimes in the system of people who are overdosing that also have a concoction of other drugs in their system. Right. So this is important to to read when you say partially linked to kratom is that this is not somebody who just ate a regular meal, took some kratom and overdosed and died. These are people who have a number of drugs in their system. The same thing can be true of any drug. So a person could have fentanyl in their system and it may not be the fentanyl that was actually the thing that, that caused their death. It could have been because they had drank alcohol earlier and the, the effect of alcohol, which is a depressant and, you know, fentanyl or heroin, which is a depressant. They don't just have combined, you know, you don't just right. add one effect to the other. It creates a cocktail effect when those, right. when, you know, you're adding drugs together. And so, we don't when you hear that somebody had kratom in their system when they overdosed it is incorrect to say that they died from kratom it is correct to say that they died from a number of drugs that were in their system that had an interplay with each other that caused their death it's incredibly tragic um but incorrect to say that it was kratom that caused um that death. So, uh, one yeah, any more than if they had been eating bananas. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, if somebody dies and they've got bananas in, in their system, we don't say, yeah. "Well, this death might have been attributed to a banana." No. Yeah. Okay. So there is a um, so this uh, poison control. The CDC says from 2010 to 2015, they received 660 reports of exposure to kratom. That translates to roughly one every three days across the U.S. This is from an article um, in the Foundation for Economic Education. Um, in that five-year period, only one death was reported after an individual consumed a concoction consisting of a serious antidepressant, an anticonvulsant medication, and a dose of kratom all at the same time. Yeah. Um, and the article points out well, which is, so I think people have this automatic fear of like, wait, there's something out there that could potentially be in somebody's system that could potentially have a, a negative impact on their health and could potentially be part of their death. Um, the article points out that there are approximately 100,000 deaths related to adverse medical reactions that occur each year in the yeah, U.S. Right. So if you're looking at Kratom's relative harm, even if it's somehow part of that cocktail, there are hundreds of other drugs that are far more deadly, that are killing far more people than anything that Kratom could potentially be involved in. And we're not calling for all pharmaceuticals to be shut down even right. though people die from yeah. you know from negative reactions they die from prescriptions that they take where they also had you know alcohol that night and you can't mix those things and um so we can't just because something is potentially linked to harm even if it is linked to harm which i think the 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 link there with kratom is is tenuous maybe uh, at best, but even if it is linked to harm, it does not automatically mean that we automatically um, make it criminal. So what I think North Carolina has done with Kratom is it's put it behind the counter with cigarettes. So they have regulated it that now you have to be 18 to purchase it. To me, that makes, that seems like a, a good idea to do. If we don't want kids getting it, which, 
you know, some people probably don't have a problem with that, and some people do. So that, to me, is one way to regulate where you're not criminalizing. But that's not what these counties are doing. They're criminalizing in um, the counties that are banning it in Mississippi and the group that is encouraging counties to ban it. They're making it a misdemeanor with a $1,000 fine up to six months in jail for possession of it or um, sale of it. Wow. So we're not they're not asking for regulation. They're asking for criminalization, which is an entirely different thing. So even smoking. So you could say, well, then why aren't we lobbying to to criminalize cigarettes? Right. They are. We know they're killing people. Five hundred thousand like, a year. Yes. That we have absolute proof that cigarettes are killing loads of people. And yet nobody is lobbying to criminalize them, to make it a, a criminal offense to smoke or sell cigarettes. We say, no, we are going to mitigate that harm by trying to keep them out of the hands of kids so that they have to be an adult before they make that choice. But we're not we're not going this criminal route. This is a really harmful way to handle a substance. Yeah, I, I've taken Kratom. A friend r- referred me to it and uh, that he it's like a cup of coffee to me is what it was like. Now, I don't know if there are varying grades. I'm no expert in it. I sought out something that was good quality. It gave me uh, kind of a mood boost and kind of a focus boost slightly. And then uh, when I ran out, I, I ordered it organically online. When I ran out of that, I just forgot about it and never ordered it again. So certainly my experience was, and that was how it was. I'm big into natural health stuff. I take a ton of different supplements. I take fish oils. I take zinc. I take all kinds of uh, astaxanthin. Um, and this was just another an herbal supplement to me more than anything else. So I, I have not seen the pointing uh, to it as a, um, you know, as any kind of a wrecking ball for behavior or psychoactive or anything. I mean, there's just no evidence of that. Yeah. And I think even for people who, so, so part of the, um, the push to, to criminalize it is from people who have said it has negatively affected their family members, um, or themselves. But I think um, one of the, the main stories is a, a woman whose family, she says, has been devastated by this from her husband um, using it. And so I think then we have to deal with, okay, so so for her, she's dealing with a, a, a substance that she sees as incredibly harmful. So then we have to say, what's the best way to handle a potentially harmful substance? So some people are going to say Kratom is not harmful at all. And some people like her are going to say it is harmful. So let's go there with her and say, okay, then what's the best way for us to handle something that has negatively affected your family? It's the same way I think we have to handle all substances that have a potential to negatively affect people, which is to regulate them. So banning Kratom is not going to mean Kratom goes away. It's just going to mean Kratom is on the street corner. Now we've lost all ability to regulate it. We can't tell what's in it. It's going to start being adulterated with all kinds of things, which it may already be because it's not regulated. So I know a lot of people won't, won't buy it at a gas station because they don't know what's in I that wouldn't. concoction. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a bad idea to me, but um, but there are lots of reputable places online that sell, you know, like from where you got it from that, yeah. that are, you know, they're reputable businesses that are doing business selling an herbal supplement, um, right. like we sell many herbal supplements. Um, so we have to say, okay, then what's the most... Uh, the best way for us to handle something, even if it could be potentially harmful. Well, we know the way to increase its harm is to criminalize people who use it, criminalize, uh, you know, hand it over to people who definitely aren't going to regulate it. And they're going to start trying to put other stuff in it that makes the hot, you know, makes whatever properties it has even better. Um, So if you want to get something like fentanyl in your kratom, 
you criminalize it and you give it, that's what's happened with our heroin. We would not have fentanyl in our heroin if we hadn't criminalized it. This is what happens when you take a substance and you try to, you try to say it's going to disappear. We're going to make it disappear. You don't make it disappear. You just lose all regulatory control over it. And now whoever wants to sell it on any street corner can sell it. And it will be on any street corner where people want to buy it, just like every other drug in America is on is in every town where there's people who want to use it. Right. And and all the legit businesses, like the one that I bought from that, uh, you know, has got an organic source of it, that's not, it's very highly uh, uh, rated and everything, they'll go out of business. So all the people trying to provide this product to the public at a good quality, at a, you know, a, in an upfront way, they go out of business and only the black market thrives. Right. Um, and the other thing is, too, when you continually focus on these types of things, you end up with things like bath salts. You know, we've had this. I don't know if this is really still in the news, but for a few years there, there were people that are just going nuts. I don't even really understand what bath salts are, but they're basically something that is completely toxic to the human system that nobody ever would have ever thought of ingesting if they were able to just get what was, you know, what mm -hmm. they wanted in the first place. So right. you keep forcing people to find these other things. I think crystal meth has arisen yeah. from this. Yeah. A bunch of household cleaners and Sudafed or whatever the hell right. it is, you know, pops up because people are like, well, we're going to, these people want to get high or whatever. We're going to find something for them. And they make these horrible concoctions. Yeah. 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 It's, um, really harmful. So we hope that as Mississippians are considering this, they don't respond just in fear. Uh, fear, we can't think when we're afraid. And we have to say, okay, what's the best way to handle a substance where it harms the least amount of people? And maybe where we get it out of the hands of kids who are under 18, uh, and at least, you know, put it behind the counter. That seems reasonable to me. Criminalizing it is a way to maximize harm. Maximize harm to the users, maximize harm to the substance. If we think it's unregulated now, just wait till it ends up on the street corner and see what kind of trash, like you're saying, that, that gets added into it. Right. Um, it's well, just... And Kratom has has been used very successfully by a lot of people for opioid withdrawal. It so it's it actually solved a problem. Mm -hmm. So while this woman may have had a bad experience with this to ca to cast Kratom as a one-sided uh, thing, which is this is just another dangerous drug that's going to take down mm -hmm. our families if we let it get on the streets. That's not accurate, particularly with Kratom, that many people have used it to great success and much less damaging uh, uh, mm -hmm. to them than a continued opioid yeah. addiction. Yeah. If you have questions, comments, or want to uh, share your story uh, about any re anything related to drug use, addiction, incarceration, anything like that, or Kratom, you can always email us at podcast at endofforgood.com. I'm your host, Christina Dent, along with my co-host, Mike Madison, and we want to continue to invite you to explore uh, ending our criminal approach to drugs. We believe this is the best way to handle everything from Kratom all the way to heroin and cocaine, is to regulate it, to make sure we know what's in it, who's selling it, who's buying it. Currently, we have abdicated all regulation on these drugs, and we don't want to add Kratom to that list. So join us next time. So how do we end our criminal approach to drugs? By changing one mind at a time. Many people are only willing to have this conversation when they are invited to by someone they trust. That's you. Invite your friends, family, and people in your circle of influence to consider a better way. At End It For Good, our hope is that people who hear will become people who tell. Join the movement to end it for good.